Hi everyone, I'm Dave. And I'm Marvin. It's day 136, and this is God's Big Story. It's a story. It's big. Never boring. No way. For his glory. Always. It's God's Big Story. So welcome back everyone, I hope you had a lovely weekend, and if you're still with us, still listening, well good job. And we've made it to week number 28. Hi everyone! Nobody knows what he's gonna ask now, it's Marvin the Friendly Curious Cow. Well Marvin, we've got a lot to squeeze in today, so let's get right to it. Oh you got it Dave, jingle please! What have we heard the Bible say? Let's remember, it's Recap Day. All right, here we go. Three, two, one, go. Okay, so creation in the fall, then Noah and his ark. Then patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and God's promises. Then down to Egypt with Joseph, and then 400 years, then God sends Moses. So burning bush, 10 plagues, Passover, and out through the Red Sea. 40 years in the desert, the tabernacle, 10 commandments. Joshua takes over, he leads them into the promised land. Then next came the judges, then the story of Ruth. And next they wanted a king to lead them, so Saul came first, but well, he disobeyed. And then came David, and God promises a king who will reign forever. Solomon's next, he's really wise, and God has him build a temple in Jerusalem. Next it's Rehoboam, but... When he's hard on the people, the kingdom splits in two. So we've got Israel up north, then Judah down south. So Israel kings are mostly bad, and Ahab is the worst. And they worship false gods all the time. Yeah, so God sends Elijah to call him out. Uh, lots of miracles. And then he takes on the prophets of Baal, and kablooey, God burns up that altar. Yeah, so finally Elijah's taken straight up to heaven in the fiery chariot. Yeah, Elisha's next. Lots more miracles, but Israel still won't follow God. So eventually God has the Assyrians destroy Israel. That kingdom is done forever. Meanwhile, after some dodgy kings, Judah has Hezekiah, who follows God. The Assyrians come after him too, and we're about to hear what happened. Great work, Marvin. Oh, you too, Dave. So yeah, I've, I've been waiting all week to hear what happened to Hezekiah in Jerusalem. So, well, who's reading today? Well, today we're back to our friend Deirdre. Oh, hi, Deirdre. Hello, everyone. Today's reading is 2 Kings chapter 19, and we're reading verses 20 to 36. Isaiah sent a message to Hezekiah. Isaiah was the son of Amos. Isaiah said, The Lord is the God of Israel. The Lord says, I have heard your prayer about Sennacherib, the king of Assyria. Here is the message the Lord has spoken against him. The Lord says, You will not win the battle over Zion. Its people hate you and make fun of you. The people of Jerusalem lift up their heads proudly as you run away. Who have you laughed at? Who have you spoken evil things against? Who have you raised your voice against? Who have you looked at so proudly? You have done it against me. I am the Holy One of Israel. Through your messengers, you have dared to make fun of the Lord. And you have said, I have many chariots. With them, I have gone to the tops of the mountains. I've climbed the highest mountains in Lebanon. I've cut down its tallest cedar trees. I've cut down its best juniper trees. I've reached its farthest parts. I've reached its finest forests. I've dug wells in strange lands. I've drunk the water from them. I've walked through all of Egypt's streams. I've dried up every one of them. But I, the Lord, say... Haven't you heard what I have done? 
Long ago, I arranged for you to do all of that. In days of old, I planned it. Now I have made it happen. You have turned cities with high walls into piles of stone. Their people do not have any power left. They are troubled and put to shame. They are like plants in the field. They are like new green plants. They are like grass that grows on a roof. It dries up before it is completely grown. But I know where you are. I know when you come and go. I know how very angry you are with me. You roar against me and brag, and I have heard your bragging. So I will put my hook in your nose. I will put my bit in your mouth. And I will make you go home by the same way you came. The Lord said, Hezekiah, here is a miraculous sign for you. This year you will eat what grows by itself. In the second year you will eat what grows from that. But in the third year you will plant your crops and gather them in. You plant your vineyards and eat their fruit. Those who remain from the kingdom of Judah will be like plants. Once more they will put down roots and produce fruit. Out of Jerusalem will come those who remain. Out of Mount Zion will come those who survive. The Lord's great love will make sure that happens. He rules over all. Here is a message from me about the king of Assyria. The Lord says, The king of Assyria will not enter this city. He will not even shoot an arrow at it. He will not come near it with a shield. He will not build a ramp in order to climb over its walls. By the same way he came, he will go home. He will not enter this city, announces the Lord. I will guard this city and save it. I will do it for myself, and I will do it for my servant David. That night, the angel of the Lord went into the camp of the Assyrians. He put to death 185,000 people there. The people of Jerusalem got up the next morning and looked at the camp. There were all the dead bodies. So Zennacherib, the king of Assyria, took the army tents down. Then he left. He returned to Nineveh and stayed there. Thanks, Deirdre. Oh, wow, Dave. So, hang on. The angel of the Lord, and that's Jesus, right? He just killed 185,000 Assyrians? Yep, yep. Sennacherib publicly declared, there is nothing your God can do to stop me. And, well, to be frank, God wasn't having it. And, oh, well, it sounds like the professor has something to tell us. It's Professor Westminster. It's Professor Westminster. Hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Professor. Now, usually you only appear if Marvin has a question. Ah, yes, I know. But I have something really cool to tell you guys about today's story, yeah? <laughs> oh, okay then. Yes, so Sennacherib had gone all over the place, destroying the cities and taking over whole countries, right? 
Yep, that's right. And then after what God did, he went home. Yes, so when he got home, he wanted to tell everyone about all his victories, yeah? And how amazing he was. And so he had these stories written down, and he wrote them down on these big hexagonal blocks of clay. Yeah, they are called prisms. Okay. Well, what is amazing is, in the last couple of hundred years, yeah, people have found three of these big clay blocks. One of them is actually in the British Museum in London, yeah? So you could go and see it. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's very cool. Yes, so when they read what Sennacherib had written down, it goes through all the places that he conquers, and it goes into lots of details about what he did to the people and the kings that he conquered, you know, putting their bodies on stakes and horrible things like that. But when he gets to Hezekiah, well, he just says this. Himself, like a caged bird, I shut up in Jerusalem, his royal city. Oh, wow. But, Professor, how come you didn't mention the 185,000 men getting wiped out by God? Ah, yes, good question, Marvin. Well, in those days, you would never, ever even think of writing about anything that went wrong. You were writing these things down to make yourself look awesome. But we see that he could not say how he destroyed Jerusalem like all those other cities. He could not say he had Hezekiah killed and put on a stick. All he could say was that he surrounded Jerusalem and Hezekiah was trapped inside. So, yeah, it's just a cool thing. We have this other document telling the same story as the Bible, even though it happened so many thousands of years ago. That is really cool, Professor. And actually, you know what? I'll put a picture up of one of those prisms on the Facebook page. So, boys and girls, if you want to see what it looks like, have a look on there. Boys and girls, Sennacherib mocked God, but he and his army got a fearsome lesson in what real power looks like. You know, I love the Chronicles of Narnia, and I don't know if you've read them, but in those, the author C.S. Lewis uses Aslan, the lion, to give us some pictures of what our god is like. Now, if you've been to a zoo, you've maybe seen a lion, and you know, when they're relaxing or having a nap, they look almost cuddly. But all of us know, if we came face to face with a real wild lion somewhere, a lion that wanted to harm us, well, that would be absolutely terrifying. You know, God is more powerful, more terrifying than any wild lion. 185,000 Assyrians struck down in one night. But today, well, thank him that we don't have to meet him as an enemy. There would be nothing more scary. Thank him that because of Jesus, when we meet him, because one day we will all stand before him, we can meet him not just as a friend, but as our loving father. Yeah, phew, Dave. (laughs) Exactly, Marvin. And well, look, that is us well and truly out of time today, so we will say goodbye and we'll be back tomorrow. Okay, yeah, well, bye everyone. See you tomorrow. Goodbye, and we'll see you soon. God's Big Story is a ministry of Eden Grove Presbyterian Church. Music and jingles by Dave, Josh, and Josh.